Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. Oh, uh, what's up, reviewers? It's your co-host, Fran, toddler mom, millennial, masturbica, co-host of this podcast, The Review Crew. And it's Emma, the other co-host, New Yorker, Brooklynite, um, aspiring minimalist, person who's finally pregnant after two years of infertility. Hell Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the pod, everybody. This is going to be a mini-sode. We're in a busy time, it turns out, this weekend. Um, <laughs> and so we're going to attempt a mini-episode. So enjoy enjoy this while it lasts, you guys. Savor every moment. Let's do things rapid fire. <laughs> no, just rapid fire. <laughs> I know. I'm like, basically what's going to happen is I will want to just talk for the same amount of time, but I'll talk <laughs> really quickly and incomprehensibly. So I'm trying to like home in on what I actually want to talk about. <laughs> I don't feel um, like I have that many reviews, but I did see a Broadway show, which was cool. Oh, do you want to, do you want to just start there and take a yeah. seat Culture Palace? This is more like the theater palace. Let's go just to the Broadway, oh, the Great uh, White Way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also, I feel like no one cares about this review because, like, no one that listens lives, like lives in New York. But yeah. I saw David Byrne's new musical with Fat Boy Slim. Here lies love, the story of the Marcoses, the dictators of the Philippines. Yeah. So. Do we know why this is something that David Byrne wanted to make? Like, what is his investment in this story? That's a great question, and I didn't research that. Okay. Well, how all right, How was it? Give us the lowdown. I'll say it's fun. It's definitely fun. It is exactly... Jesse Green reviewed it for the New York Times, which I read after mm-hmm. watching the show. And I was like, wow, he's a really good reviewer because he put into words what I felt so strongly which is that it just doesn't get you emotionally and when a show doesn't have any kind of like emotional connection to you it's like well this is fun but I guess no you know what I mean it's like not having an right. impact yes yeah that's that's too bad that it didn't have a lasting oh it didn't leave a lasting impact but I mean at least it was fun to watch like not a total bummer but also just kind of like a hmm yeah and since it's about like tragedy and like love and death and stuff I feel like there's like the the opportunity to have like emotional things go on but yeah yeah but anyway it's very fun it's like disco style they turn this theater into like a disco and that the whole staging of it is very cool and like weird yeah but the show itself is Mm -hmm. okay is the music very David Byrne adjacent or is it like you would have to know that he was involved to know he was involved? There was one song where I was like, I could literally hear David Byrne singing it and like no one else, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't actually performing. Yeah. But um, other than that, no, I don't think you would really tell that it's him. Although it's like very cool, which he's very cool, you know? All right. All right. I do. I do agree. I do agree. Uh-huh. I was telling my friend though, like American Utopia, which is, the David Byrne musical where he sings his own music and talking heads music is like way better than this. Like that was like a great musical. This is like fun. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder like, again, of like my immediate question of being like, why did he choose to write about this? So I'm just like, I wonder if there's just a topic he decided was interesting, but like doesn't necessarily have a personal connection to, and then sort of lost, like didn't then have like a better, like, like, he couldn't make the emotional point because the emotions maybe weren't as strong. But who knows? I'm just projecting. I don't know anything. 
it was interesting too so it was like an all filipino cast which is very cool and like the audience was also largely filipino which was like mm-hmm. really interesting for broadway i feel like mm-hmm. and shout out to the older couple sitting next to me who did have some nice commentary throughout the show that i sometimes benefited from and sometimes was very very annoyed by <laughs> classic, classic elders to be honest and yeah their feedback on most of our lives what else is a classic old elder and boomer thing to do is to have your fucking phone out <laughs> why is your phone out during a show like i feel like that is just the thing that only old people do now i know i, I feel like it's so funny because it's like a stereotypical like oh young people always on their phones but it's actually like <laughs> old people are also always on their phones we're all on our phones we all yeah. have addiction here <laughs> that is true but i feel like there was less of a Less of a embarrassment, more of a just like, you know what? I'm just going to have it out. Yeah, they're like, this is just the culture now. And it's just like, actually, it's not. It's not. With their, like, giant text on the screen. <laughs> they're holding it so close to their face. And then the actor who played, like, Marcos, like, came on stage and the lady was immediately like, he doesn't look like Marcos. <laughs> I was like, awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That is honestly an ideal an ideal reaction but does sound kind of annoying um that's solid that's solid but my last piece of detail is i got to see leia salonga perform although she has a really small role in the show but she is princess jasmine and princess mulan from the original films wow so that's pretty cool i did not know that that's awesome yeah i didn't know that was the same person yeah, I didn't either until like reading the playbook credits. <laughs> wow, incredible. I hope that I hope that her career has been success. I hope that she's like very wealthy off of that. I think she is. She has it said like international like superstar Leia Salonga and it was like first Asian American to win a Tony, like all this stuff. Oh hell yeah. Really cool. Well that is very cool. All right, well, to sort of um to pivot off of that and off of elders, I would like to talk about Um, a different sector of the population that sometimes um, struggles with... uh, Sorry, I'm trying to transition into potty training. Yeah. (laughs) We have some sweet elder listeners who are our family, and we love you. (laughs) This is intended to be offensive. Anyways, um, I have the potty training update. I think that's going to be my main contribution right now. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. So I need to review a number of things related to potty training. One is trying to haul an Elmo potty to an outdoor concert because (laughs) the potty training, but there's a free outdoor concert you want to go to for your very good friend's 30th birthday. Um, So we were going to the Stern Grove free concert in San Francisco, meeting our friend there, surprising our friends there, going with other friends. Sylvia is potty training. We're going to be there. Even though we're gonna, we're, our plan is to leave early. This is still like at least a six to eight hour outing because of the drive to San Francisco and just being there and driving back. Um, so obviously, it's like we're potty training that she refuses to sit on any toilet anywhere. Um, let's bring the Elmo potty. So we're bringing like our picnic blanket. We're bringing snacks. We're bringing a diaper bag with like extra training pants and wipes and stuff for any accidents. And then we're also hauling a separate bag with in a trash bag, the Elmo potty. Oh my God. Gross. And 
for those i mean it wasn't dirty like <laughs> we cleaned it. do you like hose it out how do you even clean it no i mean yeah there's like it's like a little bucket in it that is like an insert that you uh that they pee and poop into and so you just like take the lid off like the seat off just comes off and then you take that out and you dump it into the toilet and then we just like wash it um in the sink yeah yeah with a I sponge um (laughs) i mean it's not the best part of potty training i mean i basically what i would do is i would rinse it out really well and then i would um just like i would either uh, if it was just pee i would like put soap into it and then rinse it out more because like whatever um if it was poop then i would wipe it out with toilet paper and flush that and then i would Mm. just spray it with like bleach spray that i have like nice. like bathroom cleaner, like toilet bowl cleaner, and I would spray that and let it sit, and then like wipe it out again, and then rinse it with soap and water. Okay, okay. Um, so it was like not that bad, but yeah, Elmo potty in general. Okay, so Sylvia liked it. This is great. She was willing to use it. It's like her height. This is awesome. I give that um a seven or eight out of ten because, I mean, for hauling for I would say a seven or eight out of ten, an eight out of ten for keeping it home. It's gross to clean, but like whatever. That's potty training, whatever. To haul it somewhere, that's like a six out of ten because well, I'm giving it a seven because she did successfully use it. And I would even bump it up to an eight just because I immediately got overwhelmed at the concert, wanted to basically leave immediately and told Steven, like, if we're gonna be here and sitting in the spot that our friends wanted to sit, I was like, I am not taking to her, her to the bathroom. Like, I'm just not doing it. I can't do it. It's too much for me. And Steven was like, I'll just fucking do it. I'm like, good. Because otherwise, I'm fucking leaving. Like, I'm already, like, too stressed. Again, as I've said, Steven's been extremely chill and perfect around potty training. I've been a fucking nut job. I'm like, <laughs> like, 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 I keep it together for Sylvia, obviously. But, like, the my, like, stress level, like, behind my eyes, behind, like, my completely, like, my serene face is just absolutely, like, a fucking dumpster fire. So anyway, so I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. Because as you may know, for anyone who's been to Stern Grove, you're just like sitting on a fucking dirt hill. It is like really fucking annoying to get around. Um, But whatever. But Steven fucking took her to the bathroom. I think she peed like three different times at the concert um, in her Elmo potty. And he just like walked her down with the Elmo potty to the bathroom. And it was like totally successful. Wow. Um, I know. 10 out of 10 to Sylvia. 10 out of 10 to Steven. Um... Six out of ten to the Elmo potty, but also eight out of ten to it um, because it worked, but is, again, a little bit gross and also huge. But then, so this leads to my next potty training review, which is I was talking to my coworker about this, and she was like, they now, she's like, they didn't have this when I had kids, but they now make fold-up plastic portable potty seats for the toilet it's like a small like has little skid things so it doesn't fall into the toilet and holds mostly still and it sits on the toilet to give it a little smaller lid and you literally can fold it so it ends up folding into like i don't know maybe maybe a like a five by five six by six kind of square it has a little carrying bag comes in the shape of like you can get in just different colors i had sylvia look we i was like we're gonna just try this like it was like 13 dollars on amazon it fucking my I I kind of assumed that she would not ever use it, but I'm like, but if she does use it, this I can throw in my purse and will yeah. be so much easier than hauling a fat fucking Elmo potty around. Like this will make my life so much easier. I will spend 
$13 just to see if she will maybe use it ever. Um, I let her pick it out. She picked hot pink owl. Cute. That was, <laughs> that was her preferred choice. And since we bought it, it is the only potty she has used. She doesn't want to use the Elmo potty anymore. She wants to sit on the big potty with her special toilet seat, wow. which means I don't have to rinse out the Elmo potty anymore. And my miracle child, I took that potty seat with us when we went to some friends ho- a friend's house recently, and she fucking used the potty at their house, no problem, with her special toilet seat that she already is familiar with. Amazing. Uh, fucking 10 out of 10 to that. It absolutely blew my mind. That's um, amazing, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really changed the game. Um, has me having a lot more confidence about us ever, like, doing a big grocery shopping trip, because we, like, tried to do, like, tried to take her to two stores the other day before we had this and like at the second store right at the end she was like needing to go to the bathroom and I took her into the bathroom and she was just like no no <laughs> um and she did hold it and make it home but we did have to basically like I fucking sped us home I was like well we're leaving right now to go. <laughs> um and then I have one well, I don't have one lot. I have a many more potty trainer reviews. I don't know <laughs> if I should do them all. It's like too many. You ever, why don't you lot. do another review and then I'm going to come back to potty training this. I'm just only doing potty training this fucking episode. The thing is, I don't have anything to review other than like my anxiety during pregnancy. I would that's love for you to review that. All that's been going on. Basically, you know, it's still summer vacay over here as a teacher, mm-hmm. which means I have no routine, no sketch. And I just have yeah. a lot of time to just kind of anxiously ruminate and <laughs> misinterpret uh-huh. test oh. results and yeah, just kind of go down an internet hole. So yeah. That has not been fun this week. I had a I had a major freak out about the length of my cervix, which mm-hmm. I've now had two different doctors assure me it's actually fine and nothing to worry about. Good. So, so don't know why I had such a major freak out about that. But it's so interesting to me because I at no point have any idea what my cervix length was at any point in my life. That's so funny because I feel like what I'm blaming this on TikTok because I happened to even like way Mm pre-pregnancy followed this girl named Alice, whatever, who's like this super crunchy like hippie lady who like has Mm -hmm. two babies now. Anyway, um, but she talked about a really, really sad like late loss in her first pregnancy because of cervical insufficiency, which is like basically Mm -hmm. your cervix opens like too early or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. And you can lose your baby that way. So I just really didn't want that to happen. Yeah. 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 That's like absolutely horrifying. It's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I'm really glad that your doctors have reassured you. Are you feeling better about that? I am. But then the ironic, funny thing about my life is I actually got different test results this morning. Totally unrelated to my cervix. Just a little urinalysis. And, um, you know, when the test results just like pop up on your phone and you're like, oh, like, I'll just open them without having my doctor, like, having oh. interpreted them. Always, always. Never yeah. wait for the interpretation. Always read it, Google it, misunderstand it. Exactly. I always just, like, freak out. It's, like, so scary. It's, like, why am I seeing this if, if without any interpretation? Like, yeah. So, did a little of that. And it's, like, this has been my, this has happened several times now with the whole digital test results thing, which mm-hmm. I feel like there's somebody needs to fix this system um but yeah where it's like I freak out and then like eventually I get a hold of my doctor and they're like it's fine 
And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah. I know. And like, and that's the other thing is that it's like sometimes like even if it's not fine, the also the only thing you can do about it is wait for your doctor to tell you what to do about it. And for like most things, there's something that you can do about it. Like your doctor will be like, oh, your like glucose is high. So like try and like eat less sugar. And you're just like, oh, that's the whole solution. Or like, oh, your cervix maybe is a little short. We'll monitor it. And like you can take these hormones and that will help. And it's just like, oh, okay. It's just like, it's not there's there's i feel like there's a it's it's rare that you're gonna have the test where you see the result and you're just like well now's now i might as well just die yeah but like okay the thing with this one which i have to get a little more specific just so people understand so it's Mm -hmm. like urinalysis right it's you tested positive for coke no (laughs) (laughs) it was like first first thing was like appearance of the urine it was like cloudy abnormal standard mm. is like clear so i was like okay what yes. the fuck? okay mm-hmm. so i was like okay and then the second one was like presence of bacteria and it was like moderate when oh. like none was supposed to be like the normal right. result so then i was like okay so i have like a uti that i don't know about which is like so scary or I have some kind of like infection like what the fuck yeah um finally like 12 hours later when i get a like nurse on the phone mm-hmm. um she's like well are you having symptoms and i'm like well, I don't know because I feel weird all the fucking time because of fucking pregnancy. Like yeah. that is a, like that's a lot of symptoms. Yeah, it's you know like, I mean? oh, am I having urgency to pee? Yeah. Yes, because exactly. there's a fucking baby on my bladder. <laughs> Does my kind of abdomen just kind of feel weird all the time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I was kind of like, I don't think so. And she's like, okay, well then you're fine. I was like, yeah. Oh, well, I will say, okay. I de- I had a UTI during pregnancy. Um, cause I get UTIs all the fucking time. And you could um, tell. You could well, tell. Yeah, I could tell. I could there tell. There was pain. For me, my UTI was like, I feel like my first UTI like came on, like in my lifetime, it like came on slowly. And as I've gotten more UTIs throughout my life, it's just like, they are, the onset is so fast. It goes from just being like, something doesn't so feel fast. right to like, I'm pissing blood and it burns. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's the worst. Like it's immediate. And I mean, you know, maybe your body's doing something different now because you're pregnant or maybe it's just like fucking nothing. You don't need to worry about it. But like, yeah, I feel like with something like that, if you had like some sort of major infection, you would probably be in pain. And that's the Um, thing. Like I've had a UTI. It's super painful. So I feel like it can't be that. Yeah. And then it's like and if it is some like weird, really mild one, then they'll give you fucking antibiotics and it's fine. I know. But I'm like, I'm going into the weekend. And I'm not going to contact anyone. It's fine. You're gonna be fine. Okay, rate the anxiety. Rate the anxiety. The anxiety has been so bad. The cervix thing was worse. The cervix thing, I was like crying, super yeah. freaking out. No, it's um, really scary. You were very comforting about that, though. I gotta say, you're a very comforting person, and I think you, yeah, you just would be a great therapist or similar. Oh, thank you. That was my childhood. Um, my childhood professional goals. When I was in elementary school, I was like, oh. I'm going to get my PhD in psychology. <laughs> oh. I abandoned that quickly. Um, I'm glad I was a comfort to you. I'm glad that you're feeling better about that. But yeah, pregnancy, like anxiety in general is obviously a zero. And then anxiety when you're pregnant is just like, it, every. it's just turned up so high. It is really bad. It's turned up so high. And I'm just like... I just want to, this is like, okay, this is really negative, but like, I want to like make it to like 24 weeks, you know, cause like 24 weeks is like viability or whatever. 
Oh, yeah. And so I'm just kind of really stoked to make it to that. But I'm also like, well, that's seven weeks away. So that's quite a while. There is going to be the blink of an eye. It's going to be the blink of an eye. But no, I mean, I definitely felt that same way. Like there is a real, like, I feel like when you hit 12 weeks and you know your chance of miscarriage has dropped a lot, you feel a sense of relief. And then when you hit the relief of like, I could have my baby premature now and it would like probably be okay that's also like a huge relief and it's like I don't want to think in those terms I want right. to just live in the moment and like believe everything is going to be like just like sort of trust myself and trust in the world to be okay but like I fucking don't and so you gotta just have these little things to look for exactly exactly I think that's but normal and fine I do want to hear more about your potty Potty review. Okay, I know this is really the pee pee poo poo episode given um, <laughs> yeah. also your, your analysis situation. Um, okay, so I was talking about Sylvia Holt. So he'll, Sylvia actually can hold it for like quite a while, but basically, so we were asked her in Grove. We were gone fucking all day. We're on the car ride home, and it's just Sylvia's getting more and more agitated, and we're in fucking traffic on Highway 37, which is fucking one lane in either direction across a fucking wetland and if you're in traffic there there's literally nothing you can do so this is the time that sylvia expresses that she needs to poop and starts to freak Mm. out we are 20 minutes from home 20 25 (laughs) minutes from home according to google maps and like the traffic is just letting up but it's like not there's like there's there's no one to pass like we just have to stick it through it and so what i did was i went on youtube and I found a 25-minute video of cute kittens. Oh! And I put that on for her, and she just looked at it and giggled in her car seat for the oh. entire drive home. And then pooped like a half an hour after we got home. But it did make her stop freaking out. And I'm just so like, 10 out of 10 to That's the amazing. Of video, the power of kittens. 10 out of 10 to the power of uh, Sylvia's bowel control. Um... And <laughs> the ability of kids to distract. I love the picture of her just like ah having to poop and then just being like giggling. <laughs> like, like yeah, like kid. literally, like is like doing because especially because her like heads down. Like I'm just like giving her like premature like spinal and neck issues because I'm just letting her look at my phone. She's like looking straight down, but she's doing her little chortle laugh because her like chin is that are just like <laughs> it's so cute. I'm obsessed with that. Okay, but so her so her control over her body is extremely good, except for, well, this is, I mean, this is just like, okay, whatever. Basically, except for at bedtime. So we go to bed, and she knows that we're, like, potty training now, so that we will always get up if she needs to <laughs> and go sit on the toilet, which now means every single fucking night at bedtime, she wants to get up to pee three to six times before she'll eventually fall asleep it'll be like as soon as we're and like most of the time she won't pee she'll just go sit on the potty and then just be like no and then we have to come back to bed and it like to know that like i'm like i need to not make the potty more stressful than it is Mm -hmm. for her because it is kind of stressful for her still she's not like good at it she gets really nervous about it sometimes but I also want to fucking scream at you. And I'm like, and I don't want to, because we put her in a diaper to go to sleep because we were like, just going to wait till she has dry diapers for like probably at least a week in a row when she wakes up and then we'll take them off. So we always put her in a diaper for bedtime too. And I'm like, she could pee in her diaper. So I could just tell her no and make her just sit. But I'm like, I'm not going to make her fucking pee her pants if she really does have to pee 
because I also feel like maybe that is counterproductive in the potty training world. But then it's just like, I'm just getting up and going to the bathroom with her over and over and over again, just, and it's just keeping her awake, which is her goal. And it's so (laughs) irritating. So like 10 out of 10 to her ability to outsmart me. Um, yeah she's clever situation it's so fucking annoying it's so fucking annoying I don't like I mean I'm just rolling with it I'm just rolling with it she's so cute (laughs) I know but yeah a clever a clever girl clever girl I want to kill her it's so annoying I (laughs) what I my friend I I was talking to the same person that recommended the fold-up potty seat she was saying her kids used to do that and she said sometimes she would just read them a book, like, to distract them so they wouldn't go to the bathroom. Um, and, like, or, like, to see if they really did have to go because then they'd, like, remember. Um, but I don't want to do that with Sylvia because she also just will stay up reading books forever. Like, that doesn't really necessarily put her to sleep. Like, you have to go through, like, 30 books if you want this girl to fall asleep reading. <laughs> um, so, but we do sing her to sleep. So sometimes if she's done it once... And then imme- and doesn't go and immediately wants to go again. I tell her she has to wait till the end of the song. And I'm like, hopefully that and that's helped a little bit. But sometimes she just like, then it's just like, well, now it's the end of the song. And at the end of every song, we're going to fucking go to the bathroom. Just like, Jesus Christ. Damn. Um, <sighs> but I did just check out. These are my last two potty training reviews for today. Which is that I checked out Everyone Poops from the library. Finally. Nice. And you poop here, which is just different <laughs> animals and where they poop and then how. And then at the end, a bunch of pictures of babies. And then it's like, where do they poop? And then it's, oh, they're all on their potties. Um, That's cute. Both of those are tens. Sylvia loves it. Sylvia really likes to talk about the big elephant poop. And in general, really likes to talk about a big poop. Like every time <laughs> she poops, she's like, big poop. Big. <laughs> Mama poop. Mama big poop. It's like we really... The poops have to, and then so, and occasionally she'll like look at the toilet and she's like little, little poops. <laughs> it's like commenting on the size of the poop is like really important to her right now. I love that. Yeah, we're just kind of rolling with it, and I'm like, I just hope that this is like normal and short lived. I mean, the normal part I know it is, but the short lived part that remains to be seen. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Sorry to be yawning. I do have, wait, I have a final review as well. Oh, yeah. Which is, I went to prenatal Pilates. Ooh. Which was cool. It definitely, it shook me out of a funk, which is great. And it's definitely a more of more of exercise than, like, yoga, prenatal yoga. Mm-hmm. And it was nice. I'm going to go back. That sounds, that sounds like a delight. Yeah. It also sounds, like, hard. I it was. Pilates is being so much, like, abdominal workouts. So I'm also confused about what it is. That's, okay, that's what like, I was afraid of. Because I'm like, Pilates to me is like boat pose, but doing like bicycle boat pose, basically. Yeah, exactly. So this was my first time like on the freaking reformer machine. Mm-hmm. And basically you're just like pulling little weights or whatever. And so it's like you're doing like arms and then you're doing like legs mm. and like maybe maybe a little butt or back action. Nice. But um, is your butt yeah. huge yet? by the way i actually compared to my stomach i'm like my butt now looks small compared to my stomach well i mean that that's yeah that's given that's a given in pregnancy all right i'll have to check it out in isolation and see yeah just if you could just like hold something over the top half of you so you can just get the proportional lower half view 
let me know let me know how it's coming along let me know what's coming along dude speaking of though i did i was like telling you i was feeling super like anxious also about like pregnancy weight gain and blah 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 mm-hmm. i happened to bring that up in prenatal yoga today because like we talk about stuff like that mm-hmm. and every single person in the like large class was like oh no i haven't weighed myself don't ever weigh yourself like if they mm-hmm. weigh with the doctors turn around don't look at it like and mm-hmm. i was like oh okay yeah I'll yeah I know. I feel like I've received, okay, one, this is again, my bullshit COVID pregnancy life was that I had to do my own weight and uh, blood pressure for them because Mm -hmm. I did so many video appointments, but they wanted me to like weigh in and stuff. So I didn't really have the opportunity to not weigh myself, which was um, annoying. And I will say, yeah, like fucking zero out of 10 to Kaiser to needing to show me where my weight is on a fucking chart every single appointment and telling me like when I'm over, which was always um but luckily i that for like during pregnancy like i have plenty of my own like body and weight issues and internalized like gross fat phobia and bullshit but during pregnancy i was just like i have already heard from my sister about how she gained way more weight than they projected and at least in her second pregnancy i think my mom said she got bigger than they she was like supposed to be and, like, they were still have, like, healthy, like, fine pregnancies. And I'm just, like, this is just what my fucking body does. In the same way, like, yeah. I have a baby that's going to be, and, like, Sylvia was a fucking 95th percentile for weight for, like, months. Um, that's so just, chubby. Uh, this is just, <laughs> I know. She used to be a ball. She's, like, fully in, like, the, like, like all of her measures now are between, like, the 40 and 60, or, like, 40 and 50 percent. She's just, like a little average bean now and I'm like you were once a literal sphere (laughs) but it's just like I don't know I'm like your body is just doing what it's doing when you're pregnant and like Kaiser's obsession with weight fucking zero out of ten um fuck them and fuck doctors that try and emphasize that all the time I'm really glad that you're supported by your prenatal yoga peeps exactly and I don't get that I don't I truly don't get why they even talk to you about the weight thing because it's like every time I've ever like worried about my weight or like thought about it it's like I don't change like it's not possible to change it you know what I'm saying yeah and anyway. also it's like and I feel like it's like they talk about your weight well it's like well it can be an indicator of like blood sugar or like like pre-diabetes or blood pressure and it's like okay well why don't we just screen me for those yeah. and if those are fine who gives a literal fuck about my weight dude that's just what can you do what can you do we live in this disgusting society it's true mm-hmm. zero out of ten to fat phobia <laughs> zero out of ten to internalizing it zero out of ten to doctors that force it on us but ten out of ten to you you're a great pal dude ten out of ten to you too and i think we wrap it up right there yeah a little, a little mini yeah um, i love you I'm I go hope that you yeah, hell yeah, eat your dinner. Me too. I'm gonna go do that. I hope your anxiety goes down. Um, <laughs> reviewers, you're all perfect tens. Um, even though this episode is small, our love for you is great. Um, please <laughs> get at us in the usual ways. I'm not even gonna say it because we're keeping this so many. Fucking <laughs> right. know. Listen to the other episodes. Come on. <laughs> all right. Ta ta. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>